You know, Yo Miss, I just love our listeners. I do too, Mr. E. And not just because they improve our download numbers. And because we love our listeners so much, we want them to stay healthy and their families and colleagues too. That is why we want to come out and say, get vaccinated against COVID-19. When more people are vaccinated against COVID, it improves our chances of getting back to our regularly scheduled lives. To find out where you can get vaccinated anywhere in the U.S., go to vaccines.gov or call 800-232-0233. Let's do this for ourselves, our families, and our communities. So stay safe. And remember to get vaccinated. Well, This Beyond the Test is not a show about being a better teacher. We can't help you there. We can, however, give teachers a voice to tell their stories and to speak their minds. So sit down, get comfy, and let us distract you from that stack of papers or your flooded inbox with stories from teachers just like you. Don't worry, there won't be a quiz at the end. Welcome to Will This Be on the Test Teacher Pod? Two teachers explore the realities of education. Today, we will be talking to a friend of the podcast who comes at this from a slightly different angle as a school speech therapist, but she still has crazy stories to tell. I'm your host, Yo Miss. And I'm your co-host, Mr. E. Yo Miss, how is it going? It is going fine. Last episode, it was before my birthday. So now it's after my birthday. So I'm older, which is always better than the alternative, as they say. So, so how, how was your uh, 29th birthday? (laughs) I don't remember it. I don't know. Did you get get fucked up? (laughs) On my 29th birthday? I was in Italy. I was on my honeymoon on my 29th birthday, actually. (laughs) That's the truth. Actually, but this year it was my retirement dinner, which I'm going to put on the shelf to discuss in a little bit because our guest was is also a retiree who was being honored. So I want to get her take on it as well. Other than that, everything's going fine. I just want to tell you, Mr. E, I'm just going to give you a little piece of advice. Okay. So yo, Mr. and I have started cleaning out our house in anticipation of perhaps you know, a year or so from now, maybe, you know, scaling down a little bit. So Mm -hmm. my advice to you is stop buying things now. Don't buy anything. Don't buy (laughs) shit for your kids. No toys. All you're going to do is throw it away in 25 years. It's, It's don't do it. Just look at the stuff that you're about to buy and say, should I? Do I really want to have to kick this to the curb down the road? Stop. Just stop now. Stop now. It's so funny that you say that because I like I am kind of a minimalist. Like right here where I'm sitting, I have my desk, my computer, I've got, you know, some video game stuff here, I've got some books. Mm. I mean, I I could all of my stuff will fit in probably the back seat of my car in my trunk. What about all your action figures? <laughs> those are on those those are on my shelf in my classroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not it's, just it, you it's everybody else it's mrs e who Ooh. we have to worry about here she oh. works in a bookstore and has worked in bookstores for 20 years okay. our house is full of fucking books and i love it but yeah. she she likes to collect she likes cool things and she likes to buy cool things and do you know how i mean today i looked at snow globes that my daughter collected for five minutes, but we have 10 of them because, you know, when daddy went away on a trip, a a business trip, he brought her a snow globe. (laughs) We have all of her game balls from when she was a softball pitcher, um, her ribbons from her dance competitions, just the the Pinewood Derby cars that my son had. I mean, we're talking (laughs) shit from, I don't know how long ago. I'm impressed how quickly you're starting this. We started it a couple of months before we moved. Yeah, it's no, it's got to happen. Three three dumpsters later. And then after we moved out, 
Mr. Junk came and cleaned the rest of the stuff out that we just couldn't deal with anymore. No, see, we because we have our stuff, we have our kids' stuff because they didn't clean anything out. They they they're just going to come back and go to you know take a nap one day, so it's all here. You know, I have stuff that belonged to my mom and dad. Uh, it's it's got it's got to start happening. So, so do you so do you hold stop. on? Do you hold on to a lot of this stuff because you hope that someday you'll give it to your kids who will then give it to their kids or some stuff? Some stuff, yes. And today, a lot of that stuff, my old Barbies and all that shit was out on the curb. Little girl next door is like, can I have them? Sure, take them. Please oh, go man. Yeah. Mrs. Mrs. E has a bunch of those like precious moments dolls that she Ooh. gave to Evie, you know, and they're sitting on a shelf in Evie's room and they're just mm-hmm. fucking terrifying. Those things are <laughs> so goddamn creepy. And she wonders why Evie doesn't want to sleep Look in her them. own bedroom scared, right? <laughs> and she's like what they're cute and i'm like they're not cute they're, they're, no, they're, they're chucky haunted. number one chucky number two chucky number three uh, so that's my that's my piece of, of elderly person advice today to all of my our listeners also stop buying shit just stop now now, now to, to and i do want to be fair to mrs e um if not for her our house would be just bare Everything I collect is like on my computer. Okay, but your computer you could pick up with when you're 65, you can pick up your computer and move it to the assisted living or over 55 community True. or wherever the fuck you're Yeah, going. and I do but, like to joke those, that those precious moments dolls, they are not <laughs> going to be easily gotten rid of. How are you, Mystery? What's happening? Oh, I'm good. I'm I'm still trying to shake this cold. It just it just won't go away uh, completely. But I'm I'm good. Um, <clears throat> I've spent all weekend grading in a futile attempt to catch up on grading work, and I'm Ooh. almost there. But there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. We have a Thanksgiving break in in two weeks. So mm-hmm. November is nice. a great <laughs> month for teachers. Yeah, nice yes, nice little break is. there, and then we've got one month left until Christmas break and. That's kind of my recharging period. So there's there's light. There is light. That's true. Okay, here we go. So we're going to do our current event. We were actually sent part one of this current event by uh, one of our listeners and actually a former guest on the pod. Wait, there's a part. And there's a part two. Part one is what happened, and oh, now part two I see, is I see. what's happening now. So basically, this story with both part one and part two comes from USA Today. And in this story, we find out that in Kentucky um, at Hazard High School, aptly named. Yeah, I read it. I'm like, wow, that's, hmm, okay. Yeah. At, at Hazard <laughs> High School, they have a tradition of a pep rally with something called the men's pageant. And I guess they do all sorts of crazy things. This This is in Kentucky, so assume what you will. And what happened at this year's men's pageant is that some of the students, the male students dressed up as women in scantily put together outfits. And yes, and the women, the girls dressed up as Hooters waitresses. And nothing nothing problematic there. No, no, this is so (laughs) perfect. And the guys were giving lap dances to teachers to print the principal and actually this went yeah and this went viral okay this story was you know they were talking about it on bbc news i mean it was everywhere okay that this was happening and there there are photos of the principal who happens to also be the mayor of the town with some kid in a bikini uh giving him a little lap dance and the superintendent went wild the governor of Kentucky said it's going to be investigated and all this. And, and, uh, you know, it's just, if, if you look up the pictures, it's just, it's mortifying. And they actually posted pictures of this on their Facebook page. Cause they, this is a tradition uh-huh. to have this pageant. So they actually were like, wow, look at this shit. And then it all exploded. <laughs> now, part two of this is that apparently the people in the town are, are horrified. Not that this happened, but that people outside of the town think that there's something wrong with this. So, for example, they uh, say here, and there's a, a quote here from somebody in Hazard. 
Now we're being made out to be child molesters, a cult, and I've heard we're promoting human trafficking, the most ludicrous stuff on social media by people who aren't from Hazard. They don't have children in Hazard schools, thank you, the Lord, and they know nothing about Eastern Kentucky. But the power of social media, that's the way it is. Yeah. So what are your thoughts here, Mystery? Because we started uh, talking about this earlier. You know, it's interesting. Like I'm just just the tiniest shred sympathetic with that with that idea here of this is something that well here's there's this other quote here and this is from someone who is arguing that the the man pageant was quote simply a student led skit that got too racy and it was unfair to blame the school leaders who they believe didn't plan or approve these activities so it sounds like the students did this and the school leaders were were like surprised by it they were taken off guard but then again like you said they took pictures of it and put it on social media so like the principal has a shitting grin on his face while the guy is giving him a lap dance i'm sorry if you're that alarmed you're pushing the kid off and go pageants over like what the fuck (laughs) yeah i mean i I, and and there's just so much weird stuff with this story the principal of the school is also the mayor of the town and wait wait let's let's start with the fact let's start with the fact that the principal's name or or maybe what he's called is happy okay his first name is happy okay that's fucked up i'm sorry what who are you you're happy come on go ahead Yes, he's the mayor of the town. Yeah, and 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 Hazard. apparently, let's see, he was investigated in 2008 when photos surfaced of his daughter and four of her teenage friends drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes in a car he was driving. He denied knowing what the teens were doing in the car. <laughs> like, was, he, was he driving a, a school bus and they were in the back? I don't like, know. What kind of car does he fucking have? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It, uh, but then again, like a lot of people are are jumping to his defense saying that like he's helped them out um, in a lot of different like financial ways and things like that. So it, it, it I don't know. He seems to be Maybe a divisive. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, there's, there's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's possible. It's, I it sounds it's kind of funky to me. The whole it's, thing. Uh, yeah. you know what? Happy may be a really nice guy. Okay, happy may be super happy, but that does not older man. No, looks to be yeah. Well, to you, he is. To me, well. he looks like a spring chicken. He's probably in his <laughs> probably 50s, my age, I guess. Yeah, yeah. he's twenty nine, like me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's you know he might be a very nice person, but. There are limits to what you allow happening in your school. And I don't care what your tradition is. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I know. So, yeah, so they had a a rally to defend Happy and say that there was nothing wrong with all of this, which I think is even funnier that they're like, yeah, we think this is great stuff and it's, it's wonderful. It's just like, oh, my God, you people. So, yep, that is our our current event for this week. Is uh, it's it's Eastern Kentucky. It's <laughs> such a wild story. If if you if you haven't read this, you you definitely need to. It's it's USA Today. I'll put the uh, link in the show notes, yeah, it, so you can uh, take a look <laughs> at it. And uh, congratulations, Kentucky! This week you beat out Texas for having a story because we got nothing to say about Texas. You know, I, I, I guess I resist I feel a little weird. Well, I resist talking too much shit. Cause I live in Arkansas, <laughs> you know, but. Well, Hey, I live, I live in New Jersey. I mean, that's not exactly, uh, you know, not the butt of many, many jokes yeah, from fair enough. the New York end. <laughs> okay. Well, the voice you've been hearing aside from my voice and Mr. E's is our esteemed guest. She is going by Mrs. B. And as I mentioned in our opening, she's actually got a slightly different background. She is a speech therapist and she's a friend of mine. And we actually worked in the same district and we retired in the same year. So uh, we're on that same happy trajectory. Maybe we should change our names to happy too. So Mrs. B, welcome to the pod. Thank Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So for the benefit of our audience who might not know what you did at school or whatever, why don't you just give us a little bit of a brief background on what your job was? So as a speech teacher, which is what they call it in the district, 
the speech teacher helped students with their language development. So it wasn't always articulation, which most people just think it's articulation. If somebody's falling behind in English class from elementary school all the way up, I, I'm supposed to go out and help them after an evaluation and checking where they're at. We ask the teachers, are they falling behind? Do they get involved? Do they seem to understand? Do you always need to repeat the directions? Those were kind of the screening questions. Mm-hmm. And if the, any of those answers were yes, then we would pick them up for an evaluation. And most of the students would say, why am I in speech? I talk fine. So they mm-hmm. always thought that it was just how they could communicate. But it was also about language development and understanding grammar and writing and things of that sort. Now, you know, my, my son, he, he's nine and he, he gets pulled by, um, I believe, a counsel, counselor and a speech therapist every so often. And my understanding is that she also works with him on like understanding social cues. Is that something that you do regularly too? Yes. I would, that's, that's a whole other level also. Yeah. That's kids who might need help with social skills. They are, they can be kind of awkward in social situations. And if it's noticed that they're having situations like that in the classroom, not involved, not making friends, really, it's as basic as that. Okay, so at any given time, how many students were you personally servicing? Um, You're just going to get right to the heart of it, huh? (laughs) Have we met? You know I'm going to do that. Absolutely. Okay, so when I started in my district, I had maybe 45 to 50 students. When I ended 12 years later, because I started in in the schools later in my career, I did a lot of agency work. I worked in a hospital. I worked in a school hospital. And then I I actually came in to cover maternity leave and ended up staying there. Mm -hmm. So I ended up when my my caseload was over 100 kids. Wow. Over 100 progress reports. Over 100... I, well, I wasn't responsible for all the IEPs, but the ones I was responsible for writing was maybe 30, 70 meetings, 70 uh, participating in, you know, meetings. It was a lot. Wow. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, um, and, and even I don't have a great sense of this, but from what I understand about IEPs is that writing them is an extremely long process, right? Like it, it for takes- the teacher, for the teacher, right? Our IEPs are not as long of a process, but writing what you needed to, preparing to to share your information on the kid, all that took time. Yeah, honestly, for me, that progress report, I mean, my head would explode. Yeah, it was a pretty big document because when the kids used to get progress reports when I taught elementary, so they would have the progress report from me, which was all basically done um, on the computer. But then I would include the speech progress report in with that. And I would get this like stack of paper for each kid. And it was like stuck in there for them. It's a lot. So, I mean, how do you think that you were, you know, I mean, you're servicing a hundred kids. How, how did you handle that? Well, it was a lot of groups, so it, it's mm-hmm. not one, 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 you know, it was groups. We saw up to five kids for a large group and three for a smaller group, but mostly if they were group, they were in a large group. And sometimes you'd have this group of five kids and ideally you had to have your Arctic kids together and your language development kids together. Sometimes their schedules didn't jive because scheduling, as you know, you miss, <laughs> you know, I thought my head exploded for progress reports. It started out exploding the first two weeks of school when we had schedule. So you oh my God. try to get kids with the same goals in a group, but when it didn't work out with their schedules and you had some on tick and some who were working on synonyms and antonyms and following directions you know, you're like, while you're doing this, you have to be thinking about, okay, what's the next kid working on? Okay, I got to prepare that. So I would ask one a question about articulation, 
the next kid about following directions, the next kid about what's the difference between synonyms and antonyms, and then the oh next kid back on our tick. Oh, wait, you're wow. S, wait, you're R. Oh, wait, you're following directions. It, it was a lot. It's, it's a lot for you, and it's not great for the kids. I mean, no, they're, you know, they're not, they're not getting what they need. And as you get older and older, the ability to do that gets worse and worse. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I was young, it was easy. I'd be like, oh, Johnny's this, Billy's that. Yeah. No, it's true. It, 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 you know, you don't want to admit it when you're doing it. When you walk away, you go, wow, I was really tired at the end. Well, like, that's it's not hard. tired. My brain couldn't function. Yeah. It, it wasn't even about tired. It, I couldn't. Yeah. Can you multitask as well as you used to be able to just in life? No, no, no. Well, and it's, 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 inter it's interesting because you run into this, this conundrum where like, I know that when I've been grading for a few hours, like I need to step away and give my brain a break, but I'm also under this pressure to get these grades done. And, mm -hmm. you know, like sometimes it's hard to like tell yourself or force yourself to take that break, even though you need it because you got work to do. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, too, when you have groups coming in like that and a tight schedule like that, it's it's a constant revolving door yeah. because I know when I had kids pulled for speech, I had some kids pulled that and they'd come back. The next kids would go, you know, so it, there's not there's not a lot of time to sort of settle in. As soon as you get settled, it's time for the kids to go. Five minutes. Five, you had five minutes. And that was if your kids could get back to their class by themselves. If you had to bring them, now you have three minutes. Yeah. Now you and you were you taught all grade levels yeah. at different times. Different times. So, I actually worked in every school primary. Well, what they used to call K through two was primary. Right. And then I'd be in elementary school for some days during the week, and then I they needed me in the middle school some days in the week. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I was working in the high school a couple of days a week. Yeah. Yeah. She was everywhere. I was she everywhere. Was... Some buildings I had an office, some buildings I didn't. Some yeah. days I had travel time to get back and forth from some days I didn't, uh, you know? Yeah. I'd see her in the hallway and be like, hi, we have to talk. Bye. Uh, like, maybe yeah. later. I got to yeah. get again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Yeah. So. I believe, um, you know, we have, we have a full-time speech therapist and that that's been a thing for a few years now, but for a while, she have her own office. Uh, it, it's a shared office, but yeah, shares with the, like the sped coordinator and, and. Oh, what, what, when you're working with kids and the whole thing that they have to do is speak, yeah. it's very hard to have a shared office. Cool. I mean, it's, cool. you know, it's, it's like saying, okay, I'm going to teach English. And then that part of the room, we're going to teach math <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Like, well, just... that, that used to happen. That used to happen. I have worked in districts where I shared it with another related service. Yeah. It, it, it's not as bad as it sounds because the, um, the room itself has like a, like a partition through, through the middle. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it, it, it's, oh, they're not walls. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's not, it's not ideal, but that's what you get when you have a 40 or 40 hey, or 50. They're not in the room. hallway. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's true. You know, they're not, um, I actually have worked in a broom closet. Say it's <laughs> wow. like an urban myth. I've worked in a broom closet and I've also worked sitting in a hallway. Yes. Wow. In yes. a hallway, cafeteria, wiping away crumbs so I could put my little activity down. Man. Mm -hmm. But yeah, actually, it's... you just made me think of something. Can I tell a quick story? Sure, yeah, please yeah. do. That's what you're here for. So, you know, you're sitting at your table with your group. And some of the kids have aides that follow them in. So they have yeah. to sit in the classroom with you. And sometimes I'd ask a question to the whole group. And it would be like, can you name three antonyms? And the assistant would yell out, hot, cold. I'm like, no, no, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the student. <laughs> oh, please. I can't tell you how many times th that I would ask a question and, and, and look, the aides work very hard yes, and, and most of them, they're, they're, they, they're <laughs> wonderful people, but sometimes they, they feel for their kids, either they're not thinking or they feel for their kids and they'll be like, 
they'll I'll, like walk by and be like, don't give the kid the answer. Yeah. <laughs> like if you want to help them get there, that's cool. But I don't understand say the answer. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I understand. <laughs> give the kid the answer. Don't tell me like I'm asking you the question. <laughs> and if you do answer it, don't look all proud of yourself because you're supposed to know that shit. Oh, that used to make me laugh all the time. And I oh love them, God. so I didn't want to embarrass them. Some of them were my friends. I don't yeah. mean they do work it's very funny. hard, but <laughs> yes. Oh Christ my so. God. Okay. So now speech was a pullout. So there was not a separate period for kids to have speech, OT, PT, all that stuff. So, and I know, you know, there were times I'll, I'll own this. There were times where I'd be like, oh God, you're leaving for speech. How I can't, I can't, I'm giving a test. And then when you come back, I have to do this. It, it was very hard to coordinate this. I tried yeah, very hard it's, to it, do it, but it, you know. And I, my question to you is, was I awful? No, my question to and you is like. The answer is you're one of the best, honestly. Oh, you. This is why I had her here. It. You know, and. You respected it. There's some people I that did. Go, and they needed yeah. it. You can't have them now. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I feel like you get that I'm here to help them also, right? Like, yeah. And yeah. it's it's tough because you're taking the kids that need the most help. And, and and they need it from everyone. Yes. And and that's why I never I never bitch about it. I never complain about it. I never like get all exasperated about it. Like cuz yeah. if they need to catch up, I can catch them up later. You know, and and the time it was really difficult was when I was giving a quiz or a test and usually yeah. I would try very hard to say, "Okay, listen. I'm like in first thing in the morning, I'd be like, okay, I'm giving a test later. Do you have to have them? Can you move them? Can, you know, can it wait? Whatever. Like I would try to work with you or whoever the speech teacher was. Absolutely. We used to talk about it and I'd be like, just send them when they're done. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, get some time with them. And, and the more I think about it, the more I think I, I had to think about it this way where I'm realizing, oh yeah, they're getting one-on-one -on -one instruction from from mm -hmm. you how often does that happen for any kid you know so if if that's happening yeah. then yeah get them out of my class there's 30 kids in here it's fucking chaos <laughs> right. you know like yeah that's that's true too i have to say i mean for you know everybody has their their judgment of things like for speech for ot for pt i was always really good like go take them and i have to and if any of the music teachers are listening i'm sorry okay but like kids would get pulled out for instrumental and sometimes i'd be like no you're not taking this child out to play trumpet for half an hour when i'm in the middle of trying to teach this kid who is getting a c in math okay right. like and there would always be these discussions well if they're not doing well in the subject they shouldn't go but then you'd have the music teacher who isn't wrong to say the kid needs this kind of enrichment this is the only place that they feel like they're getting something, blah, blah, blah. They, but they'd say, well, but I, I need to take them because the kid needs this. And it'd be like, okay, like, you know, you got to a point where you're like, I have a tested subject. You're not taking right. this kid. It How was, it was chorus? really tough. Chorus. Chorus. Say, yeah, same thing. Oh, they can't go to speech during chorus. Really? Oh, wow. Really? Really? Yeah. I mean, wow. Everything I do is going to help you in chorus. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, it was it was tough. I mean, I think they with certain things I, I think they started to do before school. Yeah. And after school because it was just it was too much. It was just and the scheduling was impossible. Possible. But possible. Yeah. It was it was bad. Well, and here's the thing too and this will bring me to my my next question, but part of it too is that there's never I shouldn't say never. In my experience, I did not have an administrator who said at a staff meeting at the beginning of the year, listen, you're going to have kids that get pulled out for things. They have IEPs. These are legal documents. You don't have a choice. Yeah. Don't bitch. Just let it happen. It's important for these kids. It's helping them. We're a team. We work together. I did not ever Never. hear Never. an administrator say that. That's a really good so, point. And and I'm not trying to throw my my principal under the bus here because he Go for no, it. he's he's great in, in so many ways and 
and it's not just him it's it's the assistants too and it's it's the office mm-hmm. staff it's everybody where special education and and these these peripheral staff these peripheral teachers just kind of don't get mentioned in a lot of ways where it's all about the tested subjects and right oh you absolutely know, you know and it i'm sorry like i i teach english it's tested but like i'm no more important than any other teacher in the building like i don't get why this priority is placed on me or math or or whatever like it, it doesn't make sense but it comes from the top right yeah how about we couldn't pull from jim they had Jim five yes. days a week. Yes. Five days Kid, a week. Jim was untouchable. Untouchable. Jim for, was untouchable. For what possible reason? Because, it, I mean, well, I don't even know why. Well, I think it's a whole, remember when like obesity was like the topic and so the kids had to move and that's it. Kids had to move. So they can't <clears> miss it. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Half of them aren't putting on sneakers. They're just walking. There's not yeah. many demands placed on them, at least what where I saw, what I saw. Yeah. yeah. And Why I, can't they come to speech? Yeah, I guess I guess walking is better than nothing, but like honestly, if, if there's four days a week. Yeah. <laughs> if if there's gonna be an initiative to help America become less obese, I feel like that needs to come from home. Yeah, well, that's yeah. But it was crazy. I mean, there were times where you really would say, you know, like, can't I keep the kid for, you know, 20 minutes because they failed the test and I want to give them a chance to retake it, whatever. And you think to yourself, well, what would be the the best time to do that? Jim. Yeah. Nope. Can't touch it. Cannot That's touch crazy Jim. to me. Yeah. That's, wow. Yeah. It's a state law. Yeah. I mean, you cannot touch Jim. It's nuts. So... Anyway, going going back to my point about the administrators and whatever, and not really, not really standing up and saying, "Let this happen." So, yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about how what your experience was administration wise? Okay, um, <laughs> here's your chance. Uh-oh. I'm just going to tell you, you will feel cleansed oh, after I did. I felt cleansed. <laughs> Okay, so support wouldn't be the word. I mean, can't say for all of them. Some administrators were very supportive. Most were not. I'm sorry, before you get going, can I say, like, how great would it be if, like, you or one of our guests just pulled out a piece, like a like a scroll of, like, <laughs> shit they were going to say about admin? <laughs> oh, I have this book I just, here. I just, like, my arm. Like, like, rolled it, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's all up here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's embedded it's in your embedded. mind. Some of them, it's definitely embedded. Yeah. I, I actually have one story about that we, I only recall because we were talking about it at the um, retirement dinner. Okay. Lockdown. Got to shut off the light, lock the door, and sit there until they call it. Because I many times didn't have kids in my room. So mm-hmm. I was just sitting there. So, you know, you have your phone there, you're playing on your phone quietly and they check the door. You hear the, you know, you hear the quiet mm-hmm. and like, phew, I remember I locked it right. And then they moved on to the next one. So this fir- first time I was ever in a lockdown, I'm sitting there with my phone being very quiet and the door opens. So now I'm sitting sort of behind a filing cabinet. I didn't know. I, it must have been locked. And so I used my key. I unlocked it. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I'm sitting behind a filing cabinet. So I take my phone and I go like this. So the light goes away. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So all of a sudden I go, hi. It, it, it was when the police officer used to accompany the principal. Mm-hmm. I go, hi. He reaches for his gun. His gun? Oh, my oh, God. I was like, oh my god! I, I was so afraid. He never out of the whole. Story. He freaking reached for his gun. <laughs> I never experienced anything like that in my life. Now, oh was, my was god! Was this a lockdown, like a true lockdown, or was no. it a drill? No, okay. we had, no. Okay. I, I experienced one true lockdown <laughs> that was because they found a bullet 
in the hallway. Yes. Remember that? That was, wow. was that the, um, that was the shelter in place shelter where in nobody place. knew what a shelter in place yes. was. No one knew. Like they're like, they're like shelter in place. And we're all like, what the fuck does that mean? Like we had never talked about it ever. Yeah. I was, we so, were locked like, like 12 related services people in like a two by four office. We had no idea what to do. People were coming and going. I had, I had just finished testing kids for uh, gifted and talented. Right. So I had no kids. There was a sub for me. Right. My kids were in art with the sub and like, they were like, and I was just like, well, I can't go anywhere. I was in a, like my classroom grading papers. <laughs> right. and you had work, you had work you know. prep time. Yeah. Yeah. I had forgotten about this, but mm -hmm. I guess the orientation kind of lacked when this person started and it was her first year. And mm -hmm. she was in the elevator when, and, and the elevator door opens and she's just like, hi. And the administrator happened to be standing there checking those doors. Oh. And she got yelled at, like spoken to very, very sternly, inappropriately. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was in the elevator. She, she comes out, she's like. Think, she wouldn't have heard, just to clarify, she wouldn't have heard the announcement yeah. this is yeah. a lockdown. Comes out yes. with her coffee. She's like, good morning. And they're like, what are you doing here? I mean, they screamed at her. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Lockdowns are just like this. It's the scariest thing. But then you you have to, you know, especially if you have kids there, because you have to be very cool about right. it. And just like, okay, everybody in their spots. And you have, like, <laughs> I was very strict. Like if a kid even looked at another kid and started to smirk, I would like give them the evil eye. Like, you know, just shut up. But yeah, there, I mean. There was one teacher, and I, I, I'm going to leave her nameless, but there was one teacher who said to some kids that were talking during a lockdown, she said, you know what? If we're if, if this is a real thing and we all die, it's going to be your fault because you're talking. Yeah. You know, the, the only <laughs> time I've the only time I've legitimately been like angry at a class was was during an actual lockdown. We were we were in a in a lockdown for a, not a drill, you mean? Not a drill. This this was in in Tucson, um, you know, South Tucson, kind of kind of a rough area. We were in a in a in a lockdown for a good hour because there was there was a guy in the park next to the school who had a shotgun. Oh my goodness! And it turns out he was just like he was he was meeting someone to sell it, and so my class just would not shut the fuck up. <laughs> there, there was just whispering and and eventually when it when it when it was over they they got up to leave and i'm like no sit down because we're going to talk about this right now you know I, I i think i gave them the whole like i'm extremely disappointed in your behavior right now and like this was serious and and you fucked it up i do have to say just while we're on this topic that the district in which uh, mrs b and i worked uh I'm going to say if I had to give them a rating from one to 10 on lockdowns, maybe they'd get a five, maybe, yeah. because there were areas of the building that didn't have working speakers. Oh, yeah. Like the, so wow. you didn't know that there was a lockdown. There were a couple of places and I can envision them that the doors didn't lock and people complained about it. You know, I think in the library, the doors didn't lock. And the librarian complained, you know, teachers complained, yeah. nothing ever happened. My first 11 years of teaching, I was on the bottom floor with big windows behind me facing a road. And uh, every year when they would do the big lockdown PD, I would say, what am I supposed to do if there's somebody outside? What do we, or do we, do we designate a difference between an outer threat and an inside threat? No, we don't. You know, somebody like I'm lining the kids up standing. And if somebody's outside, uh, they could pick us off in seconds. Yeah. And then you they know? showed and, in that PD, they showed that movie. Yes. Yes. And it's terrifying. Yes. Terrifying to the staff. And then you don't have any of this security that is supposed, you know, a locked door. Yeah. They finally gave us right. magnets to put on the door so that we could keep our right. doors locked at all times so that it in a lockdown, you just pulled the magnet and then you could just shut your door instead and of having to use your right. key, like your door was Being always locked. Being out the hall doing it. 
Yeah, you know when they did that? After Sandy Hook. Yeah. After right after Sandy Hook, they said, Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. some of your objections actually, you know, like that it takes you 15 yeah. seconds to uh, to lock your door. Uh, maybe that's really a problem. I, I have one thing, you know, you were saying your kids don't didn't pay attention that day. They were talking and 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 you really were disappointed. Just imagine a room full of students that don't understand direction in a lockdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, you know, and we used to have mm-hmm. fire drills. Walking them out was a was an affair in and of itself. I always used to wonder, like when I taught middle school, I'm like, are they all going to come back? I don't <laughs> know. High school, they did. Like, <laughs> I don't want to come back. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times, they yeah, lost that's true. The high school, they just got. I used to remember watching them count. Yeah. and I was like, of yeah. course you're missing people. Well, at my uh, at my old school in in Arizona, you know, they had a nursery, and and of course, I'd bring my my daughter to the nursery before school and she'd hang out there and and so any, anytime we had a, a fire drill or or whatever they, they'd wheel really? out her crib <laughs> with all the other babies like oh that's cute <laughs> it was cute yeah that, that is but cute. it's you know in, in, the, right. in the middle of the hot arizona you know you know so they just bake in the sun <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, was she gripping onto a little precious moment? No, like, ah! uh, no, no, uh-uh, no way. <laughs> All right. So now that, now that we've raped our district over the coals, let's just keep going. Um, all right. So um, just getting back to this. So obviously you had all these kids and you had, you know, all these situations. Did you ever have difficulty with, with parents? Um in terms of picking kids up or not picking them up or were they you know, pretty um, on board with that? I thing? never really did. I mean, I had a couple of squeaky wheels, should we say, you know, and they got the oil, they mm-hmm. got extra time. They got all that because they were squeaky loud. And what did they used to call those parents? They, 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 there was a name for them, not, not asshole. Oh, that's what I was going to say, asshole. No, 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 no. There was, well, it wasn't litigious. I mean, yes, that's what they were, um, but they were a high profile. That's what they used to call them. They, if you got one of these kids, profile, they'd say, this right, child is right, a high profile student. And that right. meant that their parents were going to sue your ass. Thank so, God I never yeah. had any legal mm-hmm. issues. And you had ever. to. Kiss knock, knock, knock. I like the yeah. term uh, helicopter parents and lawnmower parents. What's a lawnmower? A, a parent? lawnmower parent is a parent who will get in front of their child and remove any obstacles in their way. Never heard of that. Uh, yeah, I, I could think I, I, a couple of them just popped right. <laughs> I remember being at our orientation and that, or, or our few days before what they, the PD days. And that was the first time I ever heard of a helicopter mm-hmm. parent was they talked about that. I'd yeah. never heard that phrase before. All right. So now finally have any stories for us about kids? Well, I, I just saw your name pop up, Yo Miss. And honestly, most of the time, these students didn't call me Miss because they didn't want to bother to know my name. <laughs> they didn't care. Oh and, and honestly, in the high school, it was Miss Everybody. Miss yes. or Miss. Mm-hmm. Yes. They didn't want to bother. I, I have a, a very interesting story, to say the least. When I first went into high school, you know, you're like, I don't know. I was, I was hesitant. I wasn't, wasn't afraid, but I was hesitant when I first went into the high school. And these kids are, they could be tough. They're, there's They're always tough. kids in the high school. So I went in. My first few months there, I was going into the gym to get a student. Always had to get the kids in the high school. You could take kids out of the gym. I wow. don't know if that was mandated allowed, but the gym teachers were like, yeah, good. <laughs> so I would take, but you never knew if it was an A day or a B day or a health day. Or so uh-huh. <laughs> You tried really hard to find them. And when you did, I'm walking across the gym. I'll never forget it because it was the Friday of my son's parents' weekend at his college. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, almost ready to go my first parents' weekend of my kid's college freshman year. And they were playing dodgeball. Remember dodgeball? Mm-hmm. 
big red medicine ball like this big mm. comes flying across the room, hits me square in the head. Oh my God. <laughs> it goes like this. Then it comes back this way. Oh, shit. Concussion. <laughs> I didn't know it at the time. I went back to my office. Everybody's like, are you okay? Oh, I man. I didn't hit the floor. Thank God, because can you imagine in the high school, a teacher goes down. Like, oh, miss, are you dead? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, miss, miss, I didn't mean it. Anyway, did you get him out? <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds, they were done with what happened, because I didn't hit the ground. I didn't lose consciousness. <laughs> I go back to my office, and the opposite side of, I was hit here, this side of my head hurt. Ooh. And I remembered that being a bad thing. <laughs> so yeah. I called the nurse and I'm like, is this, can I get some Advil? Yeah. She's like, oh, you have a concussion. Uh. They're like, you got to go to the hospital. I was like, I don't know if I want to go to the hospital. I'm supposed to be on the road to, you know, go see my kid at college. But turned out fine. But that's, I was hesitant to go in there oh, God. to say the least. Yeah. That was my first experience in the high school. Oh. Imagine oh, when I ever God. went back. But here's here's the story. Kid in the high school, our students were allowed to wear earbuds, right? Mm -hmm. In the high school, they're allowed to wear earbuds during class. They are during class. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Oh, all fuck all that. I don't know why that's okay, but it was. Why is that? What the hell? So that's nuts. It's, it's it's during class. I'm in the hallway, walking to my office. A kid's wearing the the um. I don't know if they were earbuds or, or just yeah. headphones and he's listening to music and he's, he can hear the music, but all we hear is him, him talking and he's rapping <laughs> and he's going uh, 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 and rapping away and explicit language is coming out. Oh my God. And I'm walking and I'm like, I can't even believe what I'm hearing in a school hallway. And I turn <laughs> around and I go, you know, we can hear you, right? And he's like, oh, oh sorry, miss. Sorry, miss. <laughs> I walk two feet ahead, turn the corner, go into my office or someone else's office that I was borrowing. And I'm sure he started again because I was out of his sight. Mm -hmm. And that teacher reported him to, the next teacher that heard him reported him to the principal. About a half an hour later, I get called into the principal's office no idea why I walk in. That student is there. The teacher that reported him was there, me and the principal. And the principal says, what happened in the hallway? I said, I heard him singing. I asked him to stop. He did. And I walked away. Mm -hmm. He goes, well, what'd you hear? I said, very explicit language. He goes, what'd you hear? We're all adults here. Say well, one of them isn't. <laughs> Wait a minute. Right. <laughs> right. Can you imagine? He wanted me to say these explicit words. Wow. No, I no. Use your imagination, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> he goes, we're go and he got in my face too. After we're done, you have to tell me who it is. Wow. <laughs> That's like I know with kids sometimes, like they'll say, Oh, she called me a name, whatever, and I'll say, You're not gonna get in trouble. Tell me what word it was or whatever, but right. that's insane. I even used a like a um, the first letter just to you know, like you might say the S word, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And he goes, that, he still wanted me to say it. Wow, good lord! And then he wanted to write you up in your file. Right. Said explicit. I, I just language in front of a child. I just walked out of the room and hoped that I wouldn't get into trouble. Yeah. Oh my god! And I didn't. But anyway. Well, I know you say the kids didn't care if they knew you or not, but the I my experience was the kids liked you. I mean, they liked going to speech. They like they liked being in groups. Yeah, you know, they Some they, of they the enjoyed kids it. Liked speech. The younger kids loved it because we really. Yeah. Honestly, I have to say, I, I played games for a living. Yeah, I, that's what I did most of the time. I mean, we used to use games like Jenga and and Uno. To get them talking and social. I was going to say, a few times I've walked in there and I see our speech guy playing Jenga. And I'm like, man, I want that looks like fun. I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, they'd be like, okay, it's time for speech. And the kids are like skipping out of my room. I'm yeah. like, yes. Okay, <laughs> great. They're not doing math. They're playing Jenga. 
I know. Had a kid. We had this, they were middle schoolers, group of five, just working on language development. And they were fun. And we used to have a really fun time together. And they had built a Jenga tower, like, you know, really tall. And the ki- one of the kids, one of my favorite kids goes, I'm just going to try something. And before he could even say what or what are you going to do? He flicks the bottom one. It goes shooting across the room and the tower just went clunk and stayed intact. We all went. (laughs) 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 And I was working, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's that's work. It was crazy. But they would socialize. We would cue them to say your turn if these kids weren't even there. Mm-hmm. knowing to say your turn that was their pragmatics like we were talking about earlier that was yeah. yeah so now that now that you're out of there what are you doing now what are you what are you I, doing in your retirement I actually while I was working my last year or two um I started doing like a side hustle what what started out as something to just keep me accountable with my weight loss mm-hmm. I started what I thought was just going to be like a little side thing I was going to do on the side, coaching mm-hmm. people through a um, health program. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I joined this health program. I had a coach. She was awesome. She helped me lose um, almost 35 pounds, 34 pounds. Wow. You know, teachers, you know, break rooms, you know, ordering luncheon, you know, parties, you know, the bag of of chocolate kisses that were in my bottom right hand drawer. <laughs> I, I'm sure I dipped into them many a time. Uh, Please, I, that's less for me. Good. <laughs> I gained so much weight working in the school system. Mm-hmm. So I, I did this. I lost 34 pounds and my health coach was amazing. I thought, ooh, I should do that. It'll keep me accountable. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't be a health coach and gain all the weight back. And I True. did it. And I have to tell you, I loved it. It was helping people. It was talking on the phone, which is something I'm very good at. (laughs) (laughs) And I I learned a lot doing the program. So I now am a health coach. I turned it into my full-time gig instead of a side gig. And I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. I'm working with some of our (laughs) ex-teachers. Yeah, I know. I know. I need need some help there (laughs) for sure. I got to tell you, I I recommend it highly. It changed my life. I, I do have to say that um, I know the teachers that uh, Mrs. B is working with, and they are all super skinny now. They all yep. look great. Yep. They really do. So Easy. And, you know, we teach you the healthy habits that help you keep it off because I never kept weight off. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, before break this, after break this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Friday this, Monday this, like I yeah. was gaining weight like crazy, just easy, quick. And now I don't anymore because I changed my metabolism. That's great. So, See, that's there's life fun. after retirement. There is. There, there is. is. It's pretty fucking good. I got to say. Speaking of retirement. So we had our retirement dinner a couple of weeks ago, which, you know, used to happen every year. And then, of course, because of COVID, it couldn't happen. And Several of the retirees did not come back for it. But then there were also people who had retired a few years ago who actually came, which was kind of nice to see them. Yeah. So I wanted to get your take on the, on the dinner. What did you think? I thought it was nice. I wish I, I thought knew. it was nice too. I wish I knew they were going to ask me to say something. Oh. If you couldn't tell. Actually, no. No, I couldn't tell. I didn't know either until, like, I turned to another person. I said, are we going to have to talk? And she was like, yeah, I think so. I was like, okay, let me think real fast. I, but wish, I, I wish I had 30 seconds to think because I would have said a lot more. It, it was nice. I do have to say that only one administrator came, which was, I thought, a little bit disrespectful. Disgraceful. Yeah, I thought that. I mean... Shout out to the the administrator who came, who I'm hoping is listening to this because I grabbed his phone and subscribed him to our podcast. So I'm I'm hoping he's hearing this. Um, But yeah, I thought it was really pretty disgraceful that I mean, on the one hand, I was glad because I don't need to see them. I actually would have liked to have a moment where I could say what I wanted to because I would have with one of them. Yeah. Well, see, I have this. So I say what I want to every two weeks. That's but awesome. and 
And speaking of saying what I want to, the other, the other thing that was, you know, I mean, look, it's, it's not a free dinner. It's, it's, you know, and it's a Friday night and not everybody's going to go. I didn't go every year either. I mean, it's, you know, that's fine. But there were some people who I, and I'm sure they don't listen to this podcast, but I'm going to say it anyway. There were some people who, I mean, I had them to my home. I was their team leader for several years, whatever. You can't make it. That's cool. Pick up your phone, shoot me a text, say, sorry, I can't be there. Yeah. Okay. And I did have a few people say stuff on Facebook like that. I had a really good friend of mine texted me before. And then somebody else whom I had worked with, who I'm not close with, but messaged me the next day and said, you know, I, sorry, I couldn't be there. Other than that, I thought it was really nice. And it was nice to see people. It was really nice to see some faces. I mean, yeah, it was. You you come to walk out. Tell me if you're, you're like this. Kind of, you kind of just put everybody in a place, right? Yeah, I know. And I walked in, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, you know? Yeah. No, it's true. And it's funny because somebody said like, oh, you know, don't think it's a reflection on your teaching because like admin isn't here or whatever. I go, oh, I don't. Like, I, don't I don't give a shit about them. Any, like I haven't thought about <laughs> yeah, them, you know, about you like who cares? Yeah. Yeah. But it was nice. It was, it was nice. And we got, I got a watch and check and all that. So that was kind of cool. And yeah. It's fun. It's definitely fun. You going to spend so. that check on booze or what? Uh, that check is already in my account. I I don't know. I don't know what it got spent on, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's. I'm gone. getting a massage on Tuesday. Nice. On, on That's the very, nice. very very seems nice. like a good use for it. I, yeah. yeah yeah not bad not bad. Maybe I should. Nah, it's gone. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it went, but it's gone. Okay, so. Mrs. B, I don't know if you know about this, but we do this thing called pop quiz at the end of um, every podcast. And what we do is we're going to each ask you a question. It's not a hard question. It's usually a silly question or a funny question or whatever. And and, and then we answer them too, which is why they can't be hard because we're idiots. So (laughs) do you want to go first, Mr. E, or shall I go first? So this this one is actually two parts. Um, It's before and after retirement. So the question is, what is a typical Friday night like for you? Okay. Before or or before and after. Okay. Before retirement, maybe we would go for drinks right from work. So it would start (laughs) at three, then probably go out with a few couples on a Friday night. Okay. Want the after. Oh, yeah. After Mm -hmm. retirement, for sure. Yeah. Now we go on our boat, which is right in in, down the driveway here on the river over to a place that has music on Friday nights and then have a late bite to eat and then take the boat back and walk into our house. And that sounds awesome. It's yeah, I'm not even going to talk about what uh, I do because I can't even touch that. And I just tell you, it's not awesome. It's fucking Yeah, awesome. that sounds amazing. <laughs> like, it sounds so chill and so cool. So, yeah, that was a good question. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what is, Mr. E, what is your um, Friday You know, night like, like for, a while, for a long time, it was just I would come home. I wouldn't think about work at all. I would just... I mean, I would come home and I would just go straight to my computer, put my headphones on and just be silent for a good hour, two hours, you know, and that was just my decompressing the week, you know, like, and, and, but the last couple of weeks I have been playing in a game of D and D with my nine-year-old son and my wife. Oh, that's awesome. We're playing D&D together, and he's super excited about it. He's so into it. That's awesome. I'm so Like, I spent more time planning this this D&D session than I did my lessons this week. (laughs) (laughs) Good. That's the right right attitude to have. That's that's (laughs) exactly the right thing. Do you feel guilty about laying around in bed? Do you sleep later? 
Um, I sleep later, like on Sundays, I, I sleep later. Yes. What about and during the week? No, because I have a dog. So I get up and walk uh, her. And I like to take her on a nice, you know, reasonably long walk every day. Cause that's you don't do it any later? Oh, yeah, I do it yeah. later. Yeah, I used to do it like 5.30 in the morning. Now oh. I do it like 7.30. Right. Do, do I, I feel guilty? guilty? No, I don't feel, no. I feel guilty still. It's getting no. better. I can sleep now till like 8 o'clock. No, I earned this yeah. you earned this yeah. you know that that, that first guilty. month of summer always pisses me off because i'm still waking up at 5 fucking 30 in the morning and then mm -hmm. i finally get used to sleeping in a little bit right and then it's time just, to get up again. just yeah exactly i want you to know that i didn't really feel retired till about october wow do you yeah. did you feel that um well see i retired I retired in the middle of right. COVID. Right. So people were teaching from home, this and that. Right. So you, it was pretty yeah. weird. Um, I will say that the thing was that was kind of weird for me that sort of brought back that, hmm, really, I'm retired? Question mark feeling was I live about two blocks away from the middle school in my town. And so when I walk my dog or when I go running, I often go past the middle school and seeing all the kids going yeah. into school and seeing that teacher out there who has morning duty, who's like, <laughs> good morning, good morning. I'm like, oh, shit, that that could have been me, you know. Yeah. So it took me a minute then, like, I, you know, I needed a minute to go like, I don't do that anymore. And I had a little bit of like, a ooh, but, you know, I will say, like, we were talking the other day and. Our last episode was about substitute teaching, and apparently a lot of uh, districts are paying a shit ton of money to sub. Some are paying up to like 200 bucks a day to sub. Really? Yes. And I, at first I said to yo, mister, I was like, you know, wouldn't be such a bad thing once a week to go pick up $200, like, you know, like extra money. Wouldn't that be a nice thing to have? And then I go, nah, nah. <laughs> I can't do it. I was just like, no. All right. So now I will ask my pop quiz question. And it is, tell us about your best teacher friend. Okay. Um, it's not me, everyone. <laughs> tell us about me. <laughs> uh, right. Tell me how wonderful I am. <laughs> you were pretty wonderful. I do have to say. Oh, you were very wonderful. Your grade... The group of you, your friends in mm. the elementary school were the most welcoming of that school. Mm. My best teacher friend, though, was the one who I had most, I had all of her kids. Mm. So I would push in because they were very, they were very low. So I spent a lot of time in her classroom the first few years that I was in the district. And Boy, we used to laugh. I mean, we had some good times. She would help me with this and that. I would help her with stuff. There's actually, there was a group of us who used to have lunch the first few years I was there. We'd always just meet in the same room. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. We were sitting in front of the coat hooks mm -hmm. in the room. And we'd order in these big, I mean, this was pre-health coaching, clearly. These big meals from the local Italian place mm -hmm. and they were delivered to the school and it was delicious. And we just ate and ate and ate. And one of the girls was shaking her soda and didn't realize the cap was off and she poured it all over the other girl's face. <laughs> I on the story and she goes like this and it just splattered all over. Oh my God. We went like this so hard back and she banged her head on the coat hook. Oh my God. Failed herself. The five of us just fell on the floor laughing. She was not. <laughs> it was hysterical. So though, you know, those they go through everything with you, your daily stuff, your mm -hmm. planning yeah. family events, and because they're yeah. the people you see every day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Good friend. My, my my best teacher friend is my across the hall person that we traded kids and like we're you know I mean we're friends outside of school too she was the one who sort of you know showed me the ropes when I first started and we would do parent teacher conferences together because we share yeah. these kids and I mean 
the amount of bruises the two of us would have on our legs after from from kicking kicking each other other (laughs) under the table because parents would say things and we'd be like, what? Huh? And then they'd leave and you'd be like, thank God you were here. So you could actually like somebody else heard that. Yeah, Yeah. it actually happened. Oh, crazy, crazy. Yeah, crazy thing. How about you, Mr. E? It would be my eighth grade English counterpart. She's a huge fan of the show. So Harriet is my 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 best best teacher friend i i look forward to lunch every day not not just because it's lunchtime and i'm i'm hungry but because most of the time she and i sit together and and we you know sometimes we talk about work sometimes we bullshit sometimes we just bitch about our day when when you look at the two of us you wouldn't think that we are good friends because i don't know we're just we're just different people but She's she's just awesome. She's incredibly sweet, an amazing teacher, um, just just a really, really cool fucking person. And we are close enough to where we can also share those digestive issue stories that, you know, like um, again, you're talking about this stuff. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Stop. So uh, um, leave it for her. I don't want to uh, hear it. We're not that close. I'll talk to you when I become your health coach. I'll talk right. to you. Right. Leave me. I, I don't have to be the middleman on this. Really. I'm done. Hey, I gave you the clean version. So, <laughs> you know. Good Lord. <laughs> okay. On, uh, and on that note, um, yeah. thank you again, Mrs. B, for coming on the show. We loved having you here. Thank you. It was and so much fun. I'll yeah. See, do, you, do you feel cleansed? Do oh, you, my do you, God. Thank I you. know. It's like a spa. <laughs> we should t- change the name of this to like, you know, the colonic. Um, oh, good lord! <laughs> colonic. I like that. And and I'm the one who. Okay. <laughs> right. Seriously. I'm rubbing off on her. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks again to Josie from Short Quest Long Rest for doing our intro. And thanks to Mrs. E for our artwork, and to Scotty for making the audio magic happen. And of course, thank you to all of you for listening. If you like what we're doing here on the show, here are two ways that you can help us. First, don't keep us a secret. Spread the word. Share us on social media. Share us with your teacher friends and your colleagues. Tell random strangers on the street about us. That'll help too. (laughs) Second, leave us a review and rating where you listen to your podcasts. That helps more people to find us and to grow this community. And here's where you can find us on social media. Okay, so on Facebook, you can find us at Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod, on Instagram at WTBOTTCast, or Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod, at our website, Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod.podbean.com, or you can email us at WTBOTTCast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at WTBOTTCast. You can find our subreddit at r backslash WTBOTT underscore teacher underscore pod. And you can find us on YouTube by searching for WTBOTT channel. And you can find all of our episodes linked there as well. Once again, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. So stay safe. And remember to breathe. See ya. See ya.